All right, this is what happens when you keep your notes for your homily on, on your phone as you run between churches. So my friends, today we celebrate this solemnity of the baptism of our Lord, which is the completion of the Christmas season, right? Tomorrow we're morning, we're going to go back to Mass in ordinary time. And in a way that mirrors um, what happens with the birth of a, of a baby, right? Uh, a family has a baby, and it's kind of like the completion of the process of, of birth is when eventually that baby is reborn in the sacrament of baptism. And so today we're celebrating this completion of our Christmas season with the baptism of our Lord. And that Jesus, him, Jesus gets baptized, right? Now this is um, shocking because baptism, baptism removes sins and it elevates us to the status of sons and daughters of God. But Jesus didn't have sin, so there was nothing to remove. And Jesus is already the Son of God by his very nature as the second person of the Trinity. He is the Son. So why does Jesus get baptized? Jesus gets baptized. I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard Chuck Norris jokes. I love Chuck Norris jokes uh, growing up. You know, things like um, when he goes to bed at night, the boogeyman checks under his bed for Chuck Norris, right? Or like... Um, uh, I don't, Chuck Norris got COVID was a more modern one and COVID had to quarantine, right? Things like that. Well, Jesus gets baptized and it's not Jesus that is made holy. Rather, baptism is made holy. When Jesus is baptized, Jesus makes baptism something holy. He is not the one that is affected by it. It gets changed by him. And so the baptism of our Savior Jesus Christ is the institution of what for us is the most important sacrament we receive in our entire life, the gateway sacrament, baptism, which then empowers us and it gives us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit. Baptism brings us to life and then we are able to receive all of the other sacraments. So Jesus is baptized to make baptism holy. And then as a result, his sinlessness, his not being affected by sin is transmitted to us when we are baptized, that then our sins are washed away in baptism. And then the status that Jesus has as a son of God by nature, we receive our status as adopted sons and daughters of God by, we become sons and daughters of God by adoption, being adopted in baptism. Baptism is it's a transformational sacrament. It is so important. And I think it happens. Most of us don't remember the day of our baptism, right? I was baptized sometime in May of 1987. I don't remember it. Um, and, but I, I'm told it happened, right? I'm told I slept through it. I love it when babies sleep through their baptisms. Um, but uh, most of us don't, probably don't remember our baptism. But our baptism is the most important thing that's ever happened to us. When we are baptized, we are transformed. We're changed for all of eternity. On account of your baptism, you have been changed for all of eternity. Now, again, original sin, that state of, of rebellion against God that we are all born to, into on account of our humanity is washed away. And if you're baptized as an adult after you commit personal sins, those get washed away too. In fact, if you get baptized as an adult, you don't even have to confess the sins before your baptism. You never have to bring them up. As long as you're sorry for them, they get what, it's like you're one freebie that you don't have to tell anyone what you did. It all gets washed away, right? And baptism transforms us. We 
become adopted sons and daughters of God the Father. The way that when Jesus was baptized, the voice cried out from heaven, spoke from heaven, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. This is what happens to each of us at our baptism. And as a result of that relationship we now have, it's an enduring thing in our life. I was listening to a podcast this morning where the priest was reflecting that maybe every time Jesus prayed, this is what it was like. That he heard the voice of the Father saying, you are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. Jesus, the, the Father says that to us when we are baptized and says it to us, can say it to us right now in our personal prayer. You are my beloved son. You're my beloved daughter. You're my, you're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. I'm pleased with you. I love you. No matter what goes on in our life, that reality, if God the Father says to me, because it's the truth of my identity as a son of God adopted in baptism, no matter what chaos happens in our life, you're my son. You're my daughter. I love you. Right? That, what, what an assurance that is. Pope St. Paul VI wrote about the importance of baptism. Those who are baptized and by this means incorporate into Christ's mystical body, his church, must attach the greatest importance to this event. They must be acutely aware of being raised to a higher status, of being reborn to a supernatural life. There, to experience the happiness of God's being, of God's, of being God's adopted sons and daughters, the special dignity of being Christ's brothers and sisters, the blessedness, the grace, and the joy of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. A special importance. Maybe it would be a great thing if we all find out when our baptism day is and actually celebrate that day, right? I celebrate the day I was born while well, I should celebrate the day I was reborn in baptism. This is the day I became an adopted son of God. How incredible is it? And if we just remember and recall the importance of our own baptism, I, I am changed. When we are baptized, we become other Christ. Alter Christus, Ipse Christus. Other Christ, Christ himself. Means if everybody in this church was baptized, and there's what, probably 80, 90 of us here, that's 80 or 90 other Christ's, right? And when we leave this, this church today, there's 80 or 90 Jesus is walking around the city of New Britain or Berlin or Newington or wherever. Imagine what that would be like. If we're like, oh, if only Jesus was here today. He is in you and in me. Jesus is here. I've been made another Christ. I tell the story. You know, you're probably going to hear it from me on average about once a month. Because I, I, I may have told it the day I came and visited St. Joe's or any of the other churches I visited. This story of Mother Teresa it's actually one of the only Mother Teresa stories I know, and that's why it's so good, right? But that Mother Teresa uh, in India, they would take care of dying, just dying people on the street. You'd find them, they'd take care of them, right? Didn't matter what religion you were, it didn't matter anything. It just, if you're dying, we're going to take care of you. And um, one day, you know, Mother Teresa picked up this dying man and was taking care of him. And it came time, you know, he was going to die. She said, you're going to meet Jesus today. You're going to meet Jesus today. And the man said, who had never heard anything about Christianity, he said, if Jesus is anything like you, I can't wait to meet him, right? Would people say that about me? Father Casey, if Jesus is anything like you, forget, I don't want to meet him, right? No, if Jesus is anything like you, I can't wait to meet him. Well, you are another Christ, and so am I. And so we have to live that. We have to live it. Do the only way a large number of people will know about Jesus Christ is by knowing me and knowing you. 
It's the only contact with Christ they will ever have. And so do we live that? When, I, when I'm in the car, if somebody like that other driver that's going slower doesn't, you know, right turn on red, like the only way they'll know about Jesus maybe is by me being patient behind them and not honking my horn or making signs or whatever, right? Uh, that's the only way they'll know about Jesus in the supermarket and all these things. On account of our baptism, we've been changed into other Christ. And so we have to live that. And also then the practical consequences of this are that that spiritual life that we receive in baptism should grow, right? It's something, I receive supernatural life in my baptism. I become an adopted son of God, or, and for all the women among us, an adopted daughter of God, right? We're sons and daughters of God the Father. And that life of holiness has to grow. Holiness is not just for me, the priest, right? For our deacon, for our religious sisters. Though those... It's our job to be holy. The rest of you, don't worry about it. You know, enjoy the playoffs next week or something. No, guess what? Holiness, radical holiness is for each and every one of us. Every single one of us is called to the heights of radical holiness, to be saints, to be, we have received supernatural life in baptism. We have to live it out. We have to live that in holiness, radical holiness. Total holiness. Again, it's not just the clergy. It's not just religious. It's every single baptized man, woman, and child is called to live radical holiness. And not just holiness, but also apostolate, the spreading of the gospel. We all have a mandate on account of our baptism to spread the gospel, to make the life of grace known, to make our Lord Jesus known. Pope Francis said in his apostolic exhortation, Evangelii Gaudium, in virtue of their baptism, all the members of the people of God have become missionary disciples. That's it. You're a missionary disciple on account of your baptism. All the baptized, he goes on, whatever position in the church or their level of instruction in the faith are agents of evangelization. And it would be insufficient to envisage a plan of evangelization be carried out by professionals while the rest of the faithful simply have to be passive recipients, right? Every single baptized person is an agent of evangelization. And so, in our communities coming together, in our parishes coming together, as we all come together uh, as God's children, baptized, other Christ, we all are part of evangelization. Every single one of us. It's not just my job. It's not just, again, the job of the other clerics and religious Every single person, every single baptized person on account of their baptism already is a missionary disciple. Well, I didn't study theology. Okay, the Pope said, doesn't matter your level of instruction. You're a missionary disciple. Spread the gospel as best you can. It doesn't matter in what area. The gospel message, Jesus in you, going out to the world, bringing people the message of hope, bringing people the message of his love, his gospel message, the redemption that he won for us and his resurrection. My friends, this is our job. And so today, as we contemplate the baptism of the Lord and our, the completion of our Christmas season, it's good for us to pray with and to appreciate our own baptism. If we haven't done it in a while, let's thank God. If you're baptized, and particularly if you know your parents and family brought you to the church, you baptized, it's the best gift they ever gave you your entire life. Thank, thank God for that. Uh, thank if your family that brought you there is still on this earth. Say thank you today, maybe. Um, If not, pray and say thank you in heaven, right? Thank them for that.
Baptism is the best gift we could have ever received. So let's thank those who gave us this gift and let's resolve to appreciate it, to live it, by living lives of radical holiness as other Christs and spreading the gospel as missionary disciples.